Hello, OC family. Welcome back. We're going to begin studying the subject of identity. This will be part one. So let's dive in. Go ahead and grab a piece of paper, grab your Bible, and let's get started. We're going to begin by talking about something that is pretty prevalent in our faith, and that is that there is a pretty big gap between what we say we believe and what we actually manifest in our lives. People are not waiting for a new definition of Christianity, but a new demonstration of Christianity. Really, and by demonstration, we just simply mean people that take God's Word in its entirety. Because the greatest message in this universe and the most powerful entity in this world has been reduced to mere religion. The kingdom of God has an abundance of resources, and according to Jesus, He has given us the keys of the kingdom, meaning we have access to them. We have authority. We have have access to salvation, peace, joy, love, prosperity, self-control. I mean, every promise in the Word of God. And as we go out throughout the Word, we're going to see key after key, principle after principle. And some, by the way, you will notice that have been taken by other religions or even the new, the new Age movement. However, they will never give credit to Jesus or the Word of God because they only take the things that are beneficial to them. Like how to acquire prosperity and things like that. But they will never preach the entire word of God or the entire counsel of the word because they feel bound by some of the things that they don't agree with. However, if we truly want to manifest the kingdom of God in our lives, we need to preach the entire counsel of God. And the reason why a lot of people are able to access these keys and principles is because this universe is governed by laws and laws are not respecter of persons kind of like gravity you could be in any part of the world and if you go on top of a building and you fall you're not going to start floating and you're not going to start flying you will fall that's because gravity doesn't care who you are it's a law and that is active in this universe so A lot of laws and keys and principles that we don't know, a lot of people are actually operating in, but because God made those laws and established those laws in this universe, people are operating in them without even knowing about it. So we as sons and daughters should know what those keys and what those principles are that we have the right to operate in because it is through things like that that we can bring the kingdom of God into people's lives so they can be reconciled to their Heavenly Father. Now, even though people can operate in some of those laws and some of those principles and bring good things to their lives, there are certain things that can only be experienced by having a true relationship with Jesus and having true devotion to Him. I mean, the greatest ones of them all is to know Jesus and our God truly. Nothing compares to this. 
Imagine having complete and absolute certainty in your life about who you are, why you're here, where you're going, and the things that you can do. Because the King and God of this universe is walking with you and guiding you. I'm telling you, if we lived this way, we would walk differently. We would talk differently. But it is our choice. And throughout time, men and women have walked with God in this manner. And have passed down to be the generals of the faith that we know about. That, have, that continue to inspire us. Many of them walk with the authority in this earth. But the greatest thing in their life was that they walked with fellowship with God. And it was evident. I mean, even an unbelieving person couldn't deny that there was something divine and supernatural about them. This can happen to anyone, by the way. It is our choice. And it should be the thing that we strive towards every single day. Now, everything coming to our lives come to us because of the way we see ourselves and by our approach to life. God has given us the keys and we can access them all throughout His Word. And the main reason is for us to access them so we can use them to show others how to bring true significance to their life, not just importance, which is by being reconciled to their Heavenly Father. Everyone wants to feel significant. There is a void in all of our hearts that cannot be truly satisfied unless we truly know God and have been reconciled to Him through a fully devoted relationship with Jesus. But how do we do this? There are many laws that we will get into, but all of them pretty much come out of one, which says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Or, whatever a man sows, so shall he reap. In essence, this principle says, like attracts like. Whether negative or positive, if a man thinks he's a fool, he will live, talk, and act like a fool. Therefore, getting the salary of a fool, the lifestyle of a fool, the attitude of a fool, is this because that's God's will for this person's life? No. But we have to understand that since the beginning, God submitted Himself under His law and His word. In the beginning, we see that God made man in His image and likeness. We're going to talk a little bit more about this in the future. But He made man to dominate and replenish the earth. He gave man the earth. So now you see why earth is in such bad shape. It's not because of God. It's because of us. So God submitted Himself to His law and gave us the earth and the authority to subdue it. He gave us authority and dominion over it. So anything that needs to happen in this world whether evil or good, has to come through a man or a woman because God submitted Himself to His Word. In the Psalms, we see that God upholds His Word above His name. But like any loving Father, He had to give us free will. And we chose to give that authority away to the enemy through deceit. So since the Garden of Eden, the enemy has been lying to people making him think about themselves the way he wants us to think about ourselves. 
making us question if there is even a God. When time and time again, even atheists towards their deathbed have given up their belief that there is no God. Charles Darwin being one of them. And there are still people today that believe what his book says about natural selection. Don't believe me? Look it up. Which, by the way, just a quick thought. Quit believing everything people tell you. Start thinking for yourself and ask the right and the hard questions. The only people you can't lie to is yourself and God. Let us quit arguing with people about not believing in God or what His Word says. If our life, by the way, demonstrates nothing but hate, fear, doubt, and unbelief, all this will attract nothing but negative stuff to our life. On the other hand, if we're a believer, it's time to take the Word of God serious and quit acting like false advertisement. We've all been guilty of it. None of us are perfect. But then again, just like Romans says, we are the reason why people don't believe in God. Because we fail to truly give it all and allow Him to use us to our true potential. So let us stop being lazy, hypocritical, false advertising Christians. I know it sounds kind of harsh, but it is the truth. Now, I know there is a process for discipleship and maturity in the faith. And that we're not perfect and we'll probably make mistakes. Actually, we will make mistakes. But it is still our choice when we continue doing things that we know we shouldn't do. And we don't go all in. It will only benefit us, by the way, the closer we are to Him. Now, it's okay to have questions. What's not okay, it's arguing with people who seem to have an answer. Who It's obviously working in their life. And we argue with them just for the right to be right. When we know deep inside we need help ourselves. So now, going back to the principle of like attracts like. Whatever you think about yourself, that you will attract, whether negative or positive. It works either way, because it is a law. Now when we sow something, we are going to reap something. That's with our mind, with our body, and our spirit. So if we sow negative thoughts, doubtful thoughts, lustful thoughts, mediocrity thoughts, scarcity thoughts, we will reap the same, but more. Especially if we don't choose to make a change. So so here's where we must connect what we really believe inside and change the way we think. But the only way we're going to change the way we think is by knowing how. So now we go to one of the first principles Jesus talked about, which is one of the most important ones. And he said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does this mean? And now we begin with the actual subject and go back to the main thing, which is identity. What does this have to do with repenting? The word repent has been painted like a bad word. But it is the most beautiful word in the Word of God. Without it, we wouldn't be able to even have a relationship with Jesus. We wouldn't be able to access the kingdom. Why is it so important? Because there is a pattern to this world. A world system. A thought pattern. A thought process. A way that seems right to a man. 
which is why believers seem almost alien to other people because in order to have access to God's kingdom we have to think differently again what does this all have to do with repenting and identity it's because the word repent in the Greek means change your mind so in essence what Jesus is saying is change the way you think for God's kingdom is now but if you won't be but you won't be able to access it if you don't change the way you think so what is the first thing we need to change about our thinking that is our identity so the way we were taught when we were kids there's things that we were taught that we should not get rid of there's things that were good that were planted in our hearts and in our minds however there's a lot of lies that we've believed to be true and because we believed them so much they become almost like prophecy to our lives because we believe them so much even though they're lies so we must look at what God and Jesus says about us so that we can begin truly believing with conviction those things so that we can start manifesting them in our lives so what happened when Jesus gave his life for ours what happened when Jesus said that we have to follow him if we wanted to go where he is going what does this all mean as Jesus enters the scene the first thing that Jesus said is follow me he never said hey you want to hang out every now and then he said, drop what you're doing and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. There had to be something amazing about Jesus that made the apostles follow him. As he said, follow me, to all of the disciples, we see a few things. They spent a lot of time together. He would teach them, train them, and send them to do the things Jesus did. We see that the apostles constantly made mistakes. At times, Jesus would even seem frustrated. Nevertheless, he loved them deeply. Jesus knew what he was going to go through. And in order to defeat death and sin and take back the authority that we gave away, was going to take that authority back. And he was going to do it through us. As Jesus takes that authority back, he comes back saying, All authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. And now I give you the keys. So as he comes back, he tells the disciples he needs to go so that the Holy Spirit can come and lead us. The Holy Spirit is the person in the Godhead that is our helper. And it is the he helps us. It's the empowerment to do what Jesus did. So when Jesus says repent, it is a mouthful. Often, we have taught that repenting means repeating a prayer that has the name Jesus in it without truly saying it with our heart although many have had a genuine conversion what we felt to say is that Jesus said follow me he didn't say invite me into your heart or just add me like an add-on or a bonus to your life Jesus said didn't say hey it seems that like you've got it all you've got it going on the only thing that you need is me in your life no he said he we must put him as the number one in our lives not just Savior but Lord Man, Jesus loves us so much more than we can even begin to comprehend 
And that is one of the, this is one of the things that we can continually have a conversion and, 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 and a different understanding, a different revelation on every single day. So this doesn't mean that we won't make mistakes. It simply means that we need to, we need to wholeheartedly follow Him. It means that what He says about us, we must just simply take it, believe it, and even though at the beginning we might not believe it because the things that we believe about us are so ingrained in our minds, doesn't mean fake it till you make it. It just it doesn't mean repeat something over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. It means imagine it, truly see yourself as that thing that that Jesus is is calling us. So if Jesus says that he has provided healing for us, prosperity, that he has given us authority, that we can walk in peace, that we can walk in all of the different promises of God, for some of us, man, we might just hear that, believe it with conviction, and bam, it starts manifesting in our lives. But all of us have a different life. None of us grew up the same. We all grew up differently. So there's different things that were or are still ingrained in our minds that we must renew our minds on. So when we look at this, and we see certain parts in our lives where we say, well, I believe this about my life, but I'm not manifesting it in my life. It's not a matter of saying, oh, well, I guess this doesn't work, or I guess this is not right theology, or maybe I need to just start uh, a new type of uh, church or something like that. It's, it's a matter of continually reminding ourselves about what Jesus said, until we completely destroy that thought. For example, Jesus never said that it is His perfect will for every single person to live in poverty, to struggle paying their bills, to not be able to sow into other people's lives, to live paycheck to paycheck, to be bound by a job and be more concerned about the job then it's calling to be more concerned about paying the bills and and waiting for that money to come every now and then like not really expecting true riches Jesus never said that people needed to live that way however many people if you tell them that it is God's will for people to have prosperity and abundance in their life many people will say uh, how dare you say that why don't you say that to people in third world countries how come they're not walking it out or they may say that because in their lives they're not living it even though they're going to work every day and they're expecting their finances to increase so they believe something but they're not really manifesting in their lives or they see Jesus saying something but because it didn't happen in their lives they make a new theology and they start teaching people differently. But this should not be so. We should continually renew our minds. We should continually ask Jesus to help us change that thought pattern in our minds until 
it becomes a true conviction in our heart and we become a manifestation of that one promise that Jesus is talking about. A lot of people say things like, yeah, well, I'm going to test it out or I'm going to try it out. It's not us trying the Word of God, but the Bible says that the Word of God has and will try us. The Word of God is perfect. So it's the Word of God that tries us. So again, going back to identity and thinking about identity, what are some of those thought patterns that we know, and you're probably already thinking about, those thought patterns that you know you need to change, that you know it's not in accordance with what the Word of God says? Get a hold of the promises of God that speak about that. Remind yourself about who God says you are in that regard constantly, day and night. Meditate on it. See yourself really walking it out. All day long, constantly remind yourself of it. Really see yourself walking in it. And as you continually do it, it might happen instantaneously. It might take a week. It might take a month. It it might take a little longer. But it's all a matter of when it becomes a true conviction of our in our hearts when we will finally start manifesting that in our lives. So we're going to pause right here and uh, we'll talk about the part two in a different occasion. Uh, so let us just pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you came to not just make people be morally good but that you came so that we could live the way you lived and the way you walked this earth we know that it may be tough for a lot of us to truly take you out of your word because of our backgrounds or what we the way we grew up but we know that you're not a respecter of persons so we ask you lord that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation of who we are and who you are through us help us to truly see our identity through you and not through our past in jesus name all right lc family we will talk to you in the future bye